Right. Uh, we good. Okay. You ready? Ready to rock and roll. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to Waterpole Love Fit. Uh, I'm your host, Maz. On my far left, I got Jimmy. And in the middle, we got our special guest today, uh, Lockie Edwards. Welcome to the pod. Yes, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Stoked to have you. Make uh, good intro, Marin. That was one of my did best. Did you practice that one? Uh, no, nah, I was just... Nah, I was no, he, he has been practicing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you could be the, I reckon, the most popular guest. This is pressure's on. Who was that? Tim Hamill was popular, and AJ Salah was up there. Joel Denley was. AJ's been on about fifteen times. So. <laughs> That's true. I got sick of listening to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, who else? Clarkie did all right. Yeah, Clarkie. But Clarkie sent it to all his family, I think. Um, I think Georgia listened to it a few times. That's true. Yeah, it's a big chance. Someone's got to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, what do you got Talk for us? us? Through. So, Lockie, thanks for coming on. Um, I'm pretty sure most of our listeners would know exactly who you are, but um, 94 caps for the national team, including the World Cup silver medalist, uh, 2013 National League champion, and played for the USC Trojans. Uh, but tomorrow, off to Spain to play with CE Mediterrane. Um, Talk us through it. How did that, how did, uh, how did that come about? Uh I mean, I think it was a bit with COVID, all nationally getting canned, and then and then Olympics getting getting postponed. So I just kind of thought it was a good time to get over there, and there's worse places to be right now than Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. And a few of the guys that we've, we've we've had on, they said that when they went and played over in the Spanish league, it was almost like an an icing for them. It put them at that kind of that next level. Is that kind of what you're hoping to get out of? Yeah. Out of the, is it one season, two season? How long are you planning on going over there for? Uh, I signed for one season yeah. and then I got the option. Um, if the club wants to keep me, I can extend it for another one. But just go see. But yeah, I, I just thought it'd be a good good opportunity to get fit. Um, training's a bit hard right now with COVID and everything um, here. So, you know, it's... Always good to go to be in a professional environment and hopefully it's uh, not as rough as USC training. <laughs> but I think it'll uh, it'll be a good good prep for the Olympics. Yeah, and playing with in one of the best leagues in the world, it can only be um yeah, can only be good for preparation going into Tokyo next year and and uh, Danny Weidler exclusive, it looks like it's looking more and more likely that um, Tokyo is going to go ahead next year. The last few months I've been kind of, no, nah, can't go ahead, there's no chance on it. But um, I'm hearing whispers that it's firming and firming um, to be more and more likely. So that's got to put a bit of a spring in your step. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> it was pretty pretty rough when they, uh, when they canned it. But, you know, I think everyone in the IOC is working pretty hard to get it. It up. I'm not sure, you know, what it's going to look like with fans and everything, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, it seems yeah. um, uh, Australian Open is going to go ahead, and they're going to do they're going to limit the spectators to thirty thousand, I think, and it'll be the bubble. Everyone's going to be in the bubble as well. So I imagine Tokyo will be probably similar. They might limit the fans, and you're going to have to probably do a bit of time in a bubble. Seems like the uh, NBA players and NRL guys are yeah, all, AFL, everyone's doing it. So 
if it works for them, happy yeah. days. Now, so that does obviously leave a pretty big hole in the um, your, your local club here with um, with Dremoyne. And, and I heard last night that um, they've got a super sub coming in, um, assistant coach Scotty Schweichel. He said that he is going to be the difference between the team from two years ago to um, that that finaled. Um, said last year was a pretty good team, probably would have done well, but he reckons he's going to be the point of difference um, for next uh Next season. What do you think about that? <laughs> is that your Siri going off? Yeah, Siri, listen is, to me. Is it a bloke or is it a female? It's a bloke. You got a bloke for your phone? Yeah. What's his name? Siri. Oh. What does it call you? <laughs> hey, Siri. What do you call me? That's nice. Uh, anyway, back to um, so hold on. There's a lot, lot, lot going on. Is Scotty Schweichel the assistant coach of Jermoyne? Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh wow! So is he playing a center? Is he player coach? No, just assistant coach. Oh, okay, I don't think I've met Scotty. I don't yeah. know who he is. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Northern uh, Beaches, Gateway. Yeah, yeah, Northern Beaches. Yeah. Um, so a bit of time over in Western Australia, a bit of time up in uh, in Queensland. Queensland. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's going to be the big difference. Mate, I think it's a bigger news than um, Olympics just then. <laughs> anyway Breaking the big issues Okay now back to um, So we know water polo is a massive part of the, the Edwards sort of DNA um, So and it was you were always going to be playing water polo But um, what other sports did you play when you were growing up? Uh, well my cousin who's a year older than me um, uh, We used to you know try out a few different sports Um I, mean, I always I always swam, um, and then I was always playing water polo. But he wanted to do a few different sports, and and my auntie used to drive us around. So I think I think we did tennis, um, karate, and then I got dragged to a dance class, and I said that's enough. So what, <laughs> what kind of dance? Uh, I think it was hip hop because uh, uh, his his younger sister was doing was in the same thing and I don't think he lasted very long <laughs> in it either but I said that was uh that was it for me after after one class of watching that. <laughs> I've seen your TikTok games. Um have you brought any of that into it? Yeah you uh, still got your mo's <laughs> I've still got them but they don't come out unless it's uh one AM at workers. <laughs> All right. All right good well we've still got time. Still got time. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Wednesday what's the night? Tuesday night? Yeah, Tuesday night. Yeah, man, I'll be open. I don't think it's kicking off on Tuesday nights. Um, Of those sort of sports, so we talk a lot about tennis and the different planes of motion and the rotation and the impact that that has, but kind of similar with um, with martial arts and and karate. I know when we spoke to your brother, he... um, he mentioned that he thought that the flexibility and strength that that gave you was a key part of your athletic ability now. I think he's just a bit jealous. Um, I'm a bit more flexible than him. I don't think he. Uh, I think he struggles to touch his toes. So <laughs> he's a bit stiff, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> but um, uh, I I I, rem- I was pretty young when I did it. I was probably you know somewhere you know, seven to ten. But I remember a lot of it was um, stretching, and I mean I couldn't really kick then because <laughs> I w- I remember watching a video. They pulled my family pulled it out and. They've got the uh, everyone's got the boards, and then I came along and they dropped it down about 
about a meter and I still couldn't make it. So no, that's what family's <laughs> for, right? Pull out those ones. But you are a, a very dynamic centre forward. Um, how do you balance your training between um, like power, mobility, skill? Uh, how do you balance your, your training load to accommodate the different um, parts of your game? Um, I, I, well, swimming's obviously you know a big part of my game. I think that's one of my you know main strengths. And I think a lot of people that have played with me, you know, fitness and swimming. Um, so personally, I think I've done enough swimming for my life. But the guys can't really convince the coaches to uh, <laughs> stop me from doing swim sets. Well, you so. got a big motor on you. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, I. I was never really a big fan of, you know, uh, working out in the gym and stuff when I was younger. And then when I got over to USC, you know, these guys have been in the gym since they're, you know, 15. So it was a bit of a shock that first year. So I kind of figured out that I needed to, you know, really focus on that. And they had an amazing, um, you know, gym and everything. I think they had a few gyms in the school, but I think there was you know, 20, 20 to 30 squat racks in there. Yeah. And, you know, it was, uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, and great, great gym coaches as well. Um, so I think that was a, a, like a big, you know, turning point um, to, you know, put on muscle. And so I could, so I could compete with, uh, with some of these other older, stronger guys. Cause you know, you, obviously you come in young and then, you know, you got the, the sophomores, juniors and, and seniors that you need to try and come up against and, you know, it's hard to make up. You're, um, we get a lot of questions about how to be a good centre forward. Like a lot of a lot, lot of stokers sent in, you know, they're, you know, what are the tips? And um, we often, what well, last week I think we said it, you know, ball skills and... Holding uh, position bullies, at key times. Which I think you possess. You know, but one of the things that's unique about you, which I think is such a luxury as a team, is your swimming ability and the fact that if I was coaching, you know, or any coach that a coach, you can use you as, you know, swimming two to two as a centre forward, centre back. When there's not many centre forwards in Australia, live alone world, mm. they can do that. So um, do you attribute that to your lot of swim training or anything in particular like what do you do to get yourself ready to go two to two um i mean it takes a bit of a bit of motivation when you get told you know <laughs> when, when they pull out the all the center backs and then and then joe's out as well and oh lucky you're up yeah. hey, now we got to try and tire <laughs> out this guy so it's a pretty it's a pretty rough couple of minutes when i'm in there but you know i'm just hoping that we can score <laughs> score a goal straight away because it's all as soon as you are, you know, you play you play centre back, and then you go up and try and counter, and they're just looking at swap and everything. Um, but you know, I, I'm I was lucky. You know, my family, you know, used to drag me to swim training with uh, all my older brothers and stuff when I was younger, and I've never been a fan of swimming. But you know, it's something good that choice. Yeah, it's there, got, yeah. got me to where I am now, and I, th I think it's a bit a bit in my genes as well. You know, mum was a Junior national swimmer, and you know, dad played water polo as well. So, one of um, one of the better performances I've seen you play was um, recently against USA in Brisbane, and I think you might have bagged five goals. Or was it a bit more? But I think obviously you worked really hard. But what was really cool to see is like the uh, partnership between you and Joe. Um, 
how you both just worked, you know, like the center backs and the, I don't know how you did it, but you seemed like you were both in a, such a sweet spot that center backs just couldn't contain you both, especially you. And um, it was good to watch. I don't know. That, that was just that was a statement. <laughs> I was just I was just giving you a rap. I just got nothing. And it goes to a lot of hard work. Off the work that you do off the ball, I think makes you such a a great centre forward. Is is working up and down the pool, works on like Joe wouldn't get half of his goals if it wasn't for well, working him, working what, the defence. What reminds me, and this might not make sense for international audience, but you guys are like a two fast um, fast bowlers. You know, like a mm-hmm. one applies the pressure, another one you know, gets the benefits and it seems you alternate that as well. Obviously, I mean, every time Jari scored holiday goals, it was your work that, you know, grinded away and did a dirty work. And then that game against USA seems like Jari did uh, the work and let you have a bit of freedom. Are you kind of thinking they're like Warney and McGrath? Like Warney just hold, like McGrath would just be on and nah. on, on a lot. Warney and Stu McGill. The I great one. So. Uh, I'll let them decide. I'm not going to. I'll leave that one to Joe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he knows any Australian yeah. cricketers, though. That's true. Um, Jimmy, you're up with your question. <laughs> um, when we were talking about international, uh, international water polo, local water polo, who do you – what players do you love playing against? What players do you hate playing against? I don't know if there's anyone I love playing against. <laughs> you know, it's always pretty tough with – you know, centre backs, especially international, because you know they're all you know very you know Everyone's solid. Good. And um, I don't really like coming up against the Serbs; they're a bit uh, a bit angry. So you know, when we've got a uh, got some big training camps, um, you know, when we're playing edge games yep. every day, you know, they are they're happy to uh, get an injury now and then. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. probably, probably that. But you know, every every team you know has a solid centre back. I mean, it, even like even like the the Japanese, you'd think you know they're small, mm. like just they play such a unique style, and you know they all play it so well that you think, oh yeah, I've I've got good position here, oh, but you know we can't get the ball in because you know they're swimming circles around yeah. our guys, and we're trying yeah. to you know protect the ball. And then even when we do get the ball in, then you got to worry about the goalie as well, and you got to, you know. So I, you know, I, I don't think I can really pick anyone that I'm, you know, stoked to play on. But um, you know, I just try and go in there and you know not have any fear and yeah. The um obviously never played against you. Well, that's true. That's <laughs> right. we'll, we'll have a scrimmage when you come back, mate. Well, I'll show you a few things. It's not my fault you retired as soon as I came to the National <laughs> you, League. You put me to retirement. <laughs> um, but one thing, actually, um, and the question probably don't get too much, and and something that you're also really great at is um, you on post, um, and Joe's pretty good on the post as well. Like, and I think sometimes we don't talk about centre forwards doing hard work on a post. Um, what do you do on the post? What's your kind of go to? What makes you such a great post player? Um, I think it's just you know you got to try and move move the defense yeah. around and try and create space. Not necessarily for yourself, but you know you you trying to you've got to man up. So you need to try and try and find that you know that that open man. So if you're just sitting on the post, you know especially internationally that. 
they're really heavy, you know, they've got their arms around your neck yeah. all the time. So if you're not moving, you're probably not going to make it up the pool afterwards because they'll be holding you on. <laughs> I encourage all the young listeners to actually watch you on a post. And I think AJ talks about this all the time. It's not usually the player that scores a goal. Or we generally give credit to a player that scores a goal. And an extra man, a lot of times, actually posts the do to create the space, especially from that two posts and right hand catch. I reckon it's like a big one where the post is so valuable. Or good post players are so valuable. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, just just watch, watch the Serbian team, and you know, ev- everyone on their team can play post because it's uh, it's a major part of you know what they grow up you know practicing. Um, and I think I think we definitely you know I think I. When I was younger, you know, I was, I was, you know, kind of allowed to do whatever I want in juniors, you know, uh, in, in my age group at least, um, you know, but I think that's one thing that we could definitely focus on, you know, at a younger age. Every, everyone wants to be, you know, I still I still love sitting out top and having pings. Oh, from no, me. really? Yeah, I see the floor that likes to sit out top and have a ping. But, um, you know, that's, yeah, it, it all it all happens when you're young. That's you know you you build that up. Oh, I I definitely can't say that, you know I'm where I'm at now because of the training I've done. You know in the past year or, you know it's been it's been a long time. You know and yeah. And what advice would you give to young players? Um, not necessarily yes centre forwards, but just young players in gen- in general. What what advice you got for them? I mean. Show up to training. That's that's probably the biggest one. You know, yeah. I I definitely wouldn't be where I am if I wasn't getting dragged to training, and I did get yeah. dragged to training a lot um, because I just didn't want to go. <laughs> but you know, I, it's water polo is always you know that's always been something I wanted to do um, from a young age. Um, yeah, so I don't I couldn't I couldn't possibly say that. I'd be where I am today if I didn't have, you know, my brother's brother's training as well and, you know, my mum and, and dad and, and stepdad taking me to training. Um, you know, yeah. What but was it like growing up in the Edwards house? Like how, how competitive was it? Were, were you supportive as young kids? Were you, like you're obviously all ultra supportive now, but was it always like that? Did you get under each other's skin? Was it competitive nonstop? Oh, I think I've tried to block out a <laughs> bit of my younger years. Um, definitely, definitely, you know, we're, we're always competitive. I just I remember we had a basketball hoop in the backyard, and you know, I just it was impossible to beat my older brothers. Impossible, yeah. you know. Um, but there's definitely um, you, you just got to keep working, and then and then you know, it came the day when I got. A, bit bigger than them and yeah. and they shut up so <laughs> and they, they didn't want to play basketball yeah, anymore they, did they they, they, they stopped messing with me once i uh, i overtook him in, in size so size <laughs> matters eh so, there you go. <laughs> so flying out tomorrow uh what's in the kit bag what are you taking with you um well i i did i did have um you know i didn't i have no idea what i was meant to take because you know Last last time I went over and moved overseas, I went to America and I went there with a couple shirts and and casual clothes and I got there and you know obviously obviously it's different because I'm going to professional team and that's amateur. Um, but I got there and I remember I remember sleeping um, 
I was lucky I took the, the pillow and the blanket from the plane because I slept on a, just a mattress oh, <laughs> with that on me. Um, so I, I was going to... I was going to pack some bed sheets, but I got uh, I got told to pack some winter stuff yeah. instead. Because <laughs> so uh, it's mostly just clothes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and from a training perspective, like, will you try and will Marion hook you up with the TRX to take over? Have you got, do you ta- do you travel with a, a foam roller, a massage ball? Uh, I I have a massage ball in my kit. Um, a couple therabands. Um, what else have I got? You know, that's that's about it for me. I'm, you know, I'm I'm lucky that I do have, you know, I'm pretty flexible for a guy my size. Um, so I probably don't don't focus on that as much as I should, um, and I'll probably regret that when I'm your boy's age. But <laughs> what do you mean, yeah. mate? Twenty eight. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, um, and so, on the plane, what do you take? Have you got your drink bottle? What, what snacks you got? Uh, I got, I got my bottle in there. I think I got three blocks of chocolate as well. So Which flavour? Flavour. Yeah. Got a uh, white chocolate cookies and cream, and then I think just some uh, normal. Just normal plain. Chocolate. Yeah. What uh, are you gonna download the uh, Netflix on your phone? Or are you gonna watch what's on a plane? What's the uh, uh, strategy I've, there? I bought a uh, I bought a USB, so I've just been loading that up with a. Uh, with stuff just in case the uh, Netflix doesn't work out for me. You do like your uh, shows. Is there anything uh, you want to recommend uh, to the listeners? Oh, that's all I've been doing since COVID started, watching TV shows and playing games on my phone. Um, I'm watching Vikings now. Any good? Yeah, yeah, it is, it is very good. Um, what else have I finished recently? I finished Lucifer. Um, I, finished, I finished Superstore. That's a, that's a decent show. What about um? What did you think about karate? Um, kid, uh, yeah. What did you, did you rate it? Was it? Great. it? It was great. It was great. Just uh, yeah. I I was very surprised because I've uh, I remember watching the How I Met Your Mother episode where they got them both back in, and that was the whole thing. I remember uh, Barney in it uh, was was filthy because they got him Ralph Macchio because he said he loved the Karate Kid, but he loved um. The Lawrence, the, the coach yeah. Lawrence. Yeah, uh, Billy Zappa. Sensei that was Lawrence. His name. Yeah, yeah. So they got Sensei. So they, but it was. It ended up that you know the whole show ended up being a prank on him, and they ended up getting a, uh, yeah, uh, Coach Lawrence in there. And yeah. do do you think um, if Elvis or Tim watch Karate Kid movie or Cobra Kai, you reckon they'll make you call him Sensei <laughs> Hamill and Sensei? Uh, Elvis? Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I don't think um, I don't think that'll go down too well with the team. I wouldn't put it past them to be honest. What? In saying that, I might just start I might just start calling him and just Sensei. Uh, yeah, you just should just call him yeah. Sensei, see how they react. I, I, okay, yeah. Sensei. Coach Sensei. What, what's next, Sensei? <laughs> I do like to mess with the coaches a bit. Um, Good. Yeah. Sensei. Coaches, who've been your who've been your key influences? So when you were younger, um, through your junior ranks, and, and now who, who are your influential coaches? Uh, it's hard to pick out one. I mean, I think I've taken a bit, you know, from every coach. Um, yeah, yeah, all the way from you know, like when I was very young, I can't, I can't even you know remember. But you know, 
make a nice practice, you know, both hands shooting. Um, I got, I did, I did get coached by Blake a lot in a lot of tournaments and, um, and, and then my eldest brother, Anthony as well. Um, so yeah, so I, I did have a lot of, a lot of tournaments with those guys, but you know, I had, you know, I had Jovan Varvich, who the most successful coach in our American collegiate history off the water polo. Um, you know, I didn't always get along with him, but he's definitely a, you know, he's a, he's a very dedicated coach and he probably got me in, or he did get me in the best shape of, you know, that I've ever been in and I don't think I'm going to be looking like that <laughs> anymore. Maybe, maybe if I start yeah. doing some more workouts with Marin, but I would Are you going to be, uh, you and me are now in Spain having <laughs> some, um, siesta time. Siesta time. <laughs> So yeah, that, this wasn't a leading question, but Chris Grono reckons that he was pretty influential in your growing growing up. What was he like as a babysitter? Oh, I don't think he ever was supposed to be the babysitter, but he just <laughs> showed up. Um, <laughs> it's not really a, it's not really PG stuff that he used to tell me, but Chris Grono, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I just I, I remember I remember Matt Matt his younger brother came over once, and he uh, you know oh yeah I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And disappeared for bloody fifteen minutes and just putting makeup on and stuff like just exfoliating. I, I don't think he was going to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, a couple of quick questions. Or only got anything else you wanted to ask on that? Well, um, lucky I was. I did a bit of research on Spain, uh, so I just thought I, I, I'll help you out. Or do you um, want to knock over last final final fast questions, and you can get into your your Spanish research? Final fast questions. Favorite pool? Um, I wasn't aware of this. Uh, this is not on a on a sheet, but uh, I'll roll with it. <laughs> Favorite pool? Oh, I mean, Don Fraser. Playing in front of a packed crowd at USC was pretty pretty cool, but um, you know, it it all depends on you know the crowd. But if there's no crowd, you know, you can't really. If the water wasn't so salty and Bend your eyes, and I'd say Dremoyne's. Oh, ordinary pool. I might say. Pool. I might say. I might say. Yeah. Bigton. Bigton's yeah, a great uh, yeah, it's a good great pool. pool. Great pool. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't had many opportunities to play. But yeah, it's a good pool actually. I'll, I'll second best. Yeah, second best. Yeah. <laughs> favorite brother. <Dorney. laughs> yeah. uh, favorite brother. Oh, <laughs> favorite brother. I don't oh. know. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that one. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, who's your pairs partner? Pairs partner, I think I think you guys said I'd go well with Joe, and I don't think um, I don't think I um, go past that. Yeah, I think I picture it as a Joe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few people were upset about that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, I, uh, all I know is we beat Billy in race. Yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> thanks, thanks, mate. What a joke of a team. <laughs> Why do we? You know, there's no rules, so yeah, I can't. No chance. I can't. Snap. I can't imagine them doing much if we both if we just bear hugged them both. Right, I agree. Totally agree. All right, Marin, over to you, Spanish. That was all I had. That was good. I wasn't on the sheet. That's why you threw oh, me sorry, off a man. bit. It's um, all good. Yeah, so lucky. Um, I did a bit of research for you um, about Spain and what, what, what you should know. Or I what think you should know. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, did you know that Spain, and Jimmy, you can play along. Uh, did you know Spain is actually the second largest country in Europe? What's number one? Well, that's going to ask you. Guess oh, what okay. number one is? Is it Russia? Um, that's a good guess, but according to my research, it's France. Uh, but it could be Russia. Yeah. That's <laughs> actually on Ash Jeeves. 
Uh, I can't tell you my source. I know Google's not telling you that. Um, okay, well, this is a good one. Did you know that nudity is legal in Spain? Uh, there's uh, 3,000 hours of sunlight, so uh, it's totally legal to uh, get your kid off. So if you want to walk to uh, training naked, uh, you won't get fined. <laughs> So I thought that was a good one. I thought you were going to point out some beaches yeah. for me to visit, but uh, no, nah, you can go. Yeah, it's just on the street. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, it is going to be winter over there, right? Uh, Spring now here. Maybe, maybe I'll keep the togs on and chuck Get, a sock in yeah, there as well. Yeah, good <laughs> a potato. Um, I, I hear a potato works well. The Spanish have here <laughs> sweet potato. Yeah, just put it in the right side. Organic. Um, Spanish have the second highest life expectancy. Uh, male, uh, males are expected. Oh no, females expect to live up to uh, eighty-five years, um, which is Where good. Is getting this stuff from, <laughs> which is good, but it also means there's a lot of yeah. old people and old ladies around. So, um, well, I, I don't discriminate. So you do all right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm yeah. just saying, like you, you know, you could come back married. Uh, that's all. Um, also, Spain's got a second highest unemployment um, in Europe. Can you guys guess what's the first highest unemployment? Italy, right? By the Greeks. I have no idea because you've said the, the biggest country in Europe is well, apparently. Well, Greece is, uh, according to my resources, is the uh, unemployment. However, uh, Spain is very good for female entrepreneurs. So uh, there are 40% of our small businesses out of 800,000, I ran by um, females. So, again, uh, you could come back uh, married with a successful uh, young or old uh, entrepreneur Spanish lady. Open up, um, uh, open up a gym over there, mate. Well, you've, done, you've done more research than I've ever seen you do. And then this one here could be a little bit sad one. Uh, there's actually no tooth fairy in Spain. Um, however, there is a magical mouse called... Ricardo Perez, not related with Ivan, uh, they will also bring you gifts and a bit of cash for your uh, your, your your teeth. So, um, does El Mouse Perez does it leave things under the pillow like the, like tooth fairy? Yeah, according to my resources, he's um, sneaks in and yeah, you just got a. He does pretty much a very similar job to a tooth fairy. He's just a mouse, not a tooth fairy. So it's legal. Him sneaking into people's houses. Um, yeah, he seems like uh, hanging around little kids <laughs> and uh, and giving them cash for a teeth. Seems quite all right in uh, Spain. Yeah, so um, legit. yeah, so and he can be nude while he does it as well. So <laughs> he won't get fined. So uh, and he's probably eighty five years old. Um, <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah. I think you're making that up, or you've been visiting Spain a bit too, <laughs> mate. Too I um I did my research and then um I also picked my art. Uh, because I was kind of on a bit of a Spanish bender and I didn't give you guys a bit of heads up so you can maybe freestyle it. But I picked, um, well, first of all, Spain's actually produced some amazing players over the years. Um, so I picked top five. Um, do you guys want to pick top five or do you just want to go with mine and you discuss it? You go through it? and we'll comment and discuss. I don't know five Spanish players' names. Well, um, number five, I've got Felipe Peroni. Yep, good. Uh, he's in my top five. Uh, number four, Jesus Roland or Jesus Roland, Jesus, a yeah. famous, uh, famous goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. Um, 
I actually got him again. He's just from Lance. I must have rode him twice. He was so good. However. It's not even, there wasn't even a break. He was fourth and third. I actually spelled it wrong. Look, one of us spelled with that J, the other one spelled with X. That's why it threw me out. But look, I'll start my number three to, I'll put Ivan Morrow. Morrow? Uh, the centre back in 2000 mm-hmm. Olympics, um, number two Ivan Perez, the centre forward uh, for many years, and number one, uh, this man doesn't get rated, but Jim, Jimmy Clark, Manuel Estiardi, um, but I also was going to put in there Gabriel Hernandez as well, who was one of my favourite Spanish players because he scored two, I think three out of four goals in a World 2003 World Championships against Serbia to win Spain a second gold medal for at world champs you know yeah. no one was stopping you from at five you could have just you, you just could have kept going you could have said top six yeah. and we were no one yeah that's it. true no one stopping you there anyone did i miss do you boys want to uh, yeah, i actually miss a big name of, here oh, i'm a fan of guillermo molina i got him molina. down here yeah he's um, a big fan but he didn't make my top five i'll tell you a funny yeah. story about molina yeah go yeah. uh so, uh, junior world champs. Have you researched this? or nah, this is my story. Junior world champs, um, 2000. Actually, you were there. What was, which one did we play? In Turkey. One. Long time ago. Anyway, uh, we played Spain in our round robin game and we lost 9-8. And there was a big, there was a big talk about uh, Molina being a neck estiardi and same as uh, Xavier. Who was a lefty? Javier. Um, Javier, yeah. Javier. He was there. Anyway, Garcia, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, we lost 9-8 and I remember like just going back to hotel filthy going like most overrated bloke ever. This bloke is like all the rap, no go. I've heard um, that about you though. Wait, and then uh, we um, – anyway, a few, few, uh, few days later, Spain played Croatia and Croatia was one of the favourites to win it. I think they ended up getting a silver medal in the end and uh, Molina – absolutely destroyed him like absolutely hammered him so anyway moral stories he did not show up to our game at all he obviously <laughs> didn't take us seriously at all uh but it was just, just amazing shut down by Marin Lazic. <laughs> well i mean that's what the story i mean as a, as the years go on i keep putting a bit of mayo that i um dominated him we definitely need to put a fact checker on this uh on this one <laughs> Mate, with, uh, with your with your spanish um it's, uh, I think I, I bagged three or four goals a game, so uh, feel free to uh, we, check that one. We definitely need to check that. <laughs> that's, that, that might be a lie. A <laughs> um, bit of an easy segment. Uh, now um, we've been, we changed the tune a bit, Lockie. Um, we've been kind of trying to ask uh, different questions and discuss, you know, a bit of lighthearted questions. So today's question was, uh, if you owned a boat or a super yacht, what would you name it? Now, you don't have to go now because I sort of put that on the spot. Um, Jimmy and I can kind of uh, uh, give you a bit of time to think of the name. So, Jimmy, what would you name your super yacht? Well, look, the easy one would be the Maltese Falcon, which I believe you also named me for um, what kind of professional football team would you be? You made yeah. me the Falcon. Uh, but then I thought, what about the Usain Boat? Usain Boat, I like that one. Yep, but then uh, I'm into Shit's Creek at the moment. We're talking shows before, so I went with Ship Happens. Uh, not bad, not bad. Um, that is a good show, though. Great show. My, uh, I, I actually, um, and I'll tell you how this question got inspired as well, but my name's, I went with, uh, close to yours, Jimmy, I went with uh, Ship and Giggles. Um, but one I'm going to stick with is Seduction. 
just because I like to uh, seduce now and yeah. then, you know what I mean? You guys don't mind a pun, <laughs> do you? Uh, <laughs> but where this question actually came from was um, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, the basketball player, for those that have been oh, living under a rock. <laughs> uh, uh, he uh, he asked uh, his fans to um, uh, suggest a name for his big yacht that he bought, and the winner was uh, a free throw because you'll never sink it. <laughs> and for those that don't know Shaquille O'Neal, he wasn't very good off the free throw line. Um, so, yeah, Lucky, uh, have you got a name for your super yacht in the Spain? In Ibiza? Spot, I might have to... Uh Go with the nickname that my older brothers gave me, um, Big Sexy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Be a few parties on Abba, I reckon, and Abita, um, Mallorca. Um, yeah, well, that It'd was... It'd be funny if it wasn't a very big boat, though. Yeah, it's true. Even better. <laughs> Cozier. Yeah. Do you like the segment? We just, you know, as a listener, do you like the... Just changing the tune of a show a bit? That's oh, good, man. You know, we've got to have a bit of fun on here. That's true. Uh, okay, next segment. Jimmy, what are we up to? Uh, you scrapped the one that I had, and I think you went with uh, Planes of Motion. Oh, oh yes. But we'll then I think what, what we wanted to talk about was the benefit of, you talked about when you're over at USC, you had a, you had a really, really good um, dry land and a, a good gym coach. And I guess I wanted, to talk, I wanted you to talk about the, the benefits of a great, strength and conditioning program and that might be a, a one-off coach that might be um whatever it might be as opposed to okay here's a bloke that is at the gym you just got to here's the generic program that you kind of do and you follow so trying to get at the idea of young kids who are growing up and playing rather than just going to the local gym getting the generic program and going well i'm doing this because the bloke next to me is doing it or my mate's a footballer and he's doing this gym program what's the benefit of a specialised water polo strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, so I'll touch on it in a second, but one of the things, and Lockie, you're a great Will guest you for this. touch in a second? I won't be touching anyone <laughs> in a second, uh, except Ricardo yeah. Perez. <laughs> um, but I must admit, like, um, to talk seriously for one second, um, you and Blake, when you came from uh, USC, and even James Clark and Joel Denley, like, Maybe, yep. Well, I wouldn't work for those guys, but I, I remember like, you know, my first one in a, in a men's camp, like all four of you in the camp, and you would all four of you are definitely the best in the gym in terms of movement, mobility. And you just seemed like you knew what the hell was going on. Um, so what, like, I mean, what did you do in like, what was your strength conditioning program? Um in college and yeah like what i guess what's unique about it what was you what did you love about it uh we did a lot of uh, olympic lifts you know yep. like cleans and uh like snatches yep, yep. <laughs> come on mate through <laughs> hey. our gym program here <laughs> um, take it easy so we did a lot of that we didn't we didn't necessarily do um you know jerking uh, we did well we did that too but <laughs> Cleaning, cleaning <laughs> jerks, just straight. Wait, this is the old segment where you could sell yourself. Oh, sorry, all right, back to the <laughs> back to the show. I, I mean, one of the big things there. Uh, was sorry, just for <laughs> this idiot here, it's actually legit names of movements in a gym. So I'm not sure what you're trying to apply. Let's let's list them off because you're the gym expert, mate. What well, is a snatch? <laughs> yeah. uh, very good movement, good for uh, mobile hips. Uh, very good overhead squatting. 
There's a jerk. There's a clean and jerk. Um, and those are kind of, I guess, the top top three. Um, yeah. So anyway. What's the one where you? Over squat. No, you go from here. Oh, snatch. That's a snatch. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Why yeah. did you get your legs really wide when you were demoing that? Always. You know, <laughs> just got to get in the right position <laughs> just to show off my moves. Good. Anyway, back to... Um, I uh, forgot what the question even was. Uh, the question was, what was unique in your USC programming oh, versus, yeah. um, I guess, what you've seen in Australia? Like, I mean, one of the big things was, you know, we got we had 30-odd guys, you know, all training. And, you know, even though not all of them played, you know, the the, the red shirts and, uh, you know, they were called the G squad because they yeah. got in some of the early games in the season and, you know, you had the, a few rotations and then if the game got a bit out of hand, we sent in the G squad the G and squad. they just uh, put the cherry on top with a few extra junk time goals. <laughs> um, but well, uh, I would have been a G squad. <laughs> it was, it, it, apparently it stood for gold squad, but I don't know about that. We, we just called it golf. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know that's one of the big things. You know, you got you got thirty guys all, and and the coach is always you know pretty amped up every session as yeah. well. And so that's probably you know one of the big things that you know motivated me to you know work harder in the gym. Um, but yeah, just I'd never never really done a lot of the Olympic lifts, and so you know obviously you know you got someone someone there watching watching you all the time and making sure and there was there was there was so much warm-up we did we did we did probably you know 30 minutes of warm-up and then you know you're working in the gym for 30 minutes yeah um which i love ps nothing wrong with that you can oh. love what you want yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so you know we did a lot of that um what else you know the main you know you know a lot of squats bench press um but then also it, it changed a bit, you know, they, you know, they add more in. So, yep. you know, we focused a bit more on, um, you know, shoulder rotations and, and that stuff. Um, and then, you know, the, the best part was the end of the session, which was the arm farm. Everyone had to roll Beautiful. up their sleeves because apparently the, uh, the lights in the gym are, uh, you know, special lights that make your arms grow. So everyone, you know, gets in front of the mirror and, and you, <laughs> you stand there. <coughs> You standing there next to some of the uh, smaller guys, but uh, you know everyone's everyone's in there trying to you know, grow, grow the grow the farms, eh? Yeah. That's good. Um, well, on that, we actually got some listener questions, uh, and it's one of the, actually one of the questions is uh, going to be it's going to be good for you. Uh, I'll start with this one here first. Uh, it says. Um, uh, this water polo fit stoker is a former competitive swimmer, so I reckon he's pretty fast. I need effective way to build game fluency for water polo. So what would you boys suggest? Uh, I guess uh, a swimmer coming over to water polo, how can he improve um, as fast as he can? So um, who wants to go first? Obviously, he's going to have that swimming base. Um, definitely... There's definitely a bit of a difference between water polo swimming and, and you know, regular swimming. Um, so, you know, you, you got to try and try and work that technique in. Um, 
focus on ball skills. Yeah, that's that's usually the biggest thing um, with swimmers. Which with I was a swimmer coming across. You know, I was I was lucky that I you know, kept growing and got as big as I did um, to to be able to play center. But you know, that's that's one thing that you need to work on is is ball skills and 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 it, and it doesn't necessarily mean the training. You know, you can playing basketball even you know there's a there's a it's, it's a similar you know sh- shooting motion with that wrist flick um but you know grab a ball just having balls in your hand is that what you mean like just an old time well, just one but you, know, you go for it <laughs> play with whatever you want Marin. <laughs> jimmy any uh pro tips for yeah, uh look, definitely ball skills but also body positioning you gotta yeah. learn your body positioning you get it right whether or not it's in set attack set of fence but also your your swimming position it changes um traditional swimming you're up in the surface you're trying to get um, as efficient as possible whereas a water polo stroke is naturally a lot shorter your legs are in a different position quite often your legs are in a 45 degree position because you're, you're looking to explode in one way or the other you need to learn that agility. Um, good swimmers have got that efficient, beautiful endurance, but they've got to learn to when to explode, how to explode, how to use the body um, in a different way. Um, yes, the, it's great to have the motor to be able to go up and down, but you've got to learn how to use that in a water polo sense, and that comes down to body positioning, that comes down to understanding your body in the water. Yeah, knowing where, you know, you've got to get your legs ready because swimming is, you know, point a to point b water polos from point a b c d mm. you know. yeah and and getting your leg shot that comes with ball skills as well um, making sure that you're, you're working on that solid base um i would add everything you boys said and the only thing i would kind of maybe add is a little bit different to what your answers um depending where you're playing i would probably play or try to defend deep um so you can give yourself more pull space to get a counter attack. Uh, so you get, you know, twenty eight meters versus whatever twenty meters to counter attack. But that's all useless if you don't know the game. So when to go, when to counter attack, and the rest of it. So I guess my tips to what you boys said about ball skills is just maybe try to defend deeper and try to learn the game so you can generate a counter attack uh, yeah, from this. Watch the game. Yeah. Um, and then the second question, uh, and I'm just going to read what it says. It says, shit. Uh, also, best matches to watch online. So I'm not sure if this listener was having a, uh, having doing number twos uh, while you uh, wrote this question, but he went, shit. Uh, also, the best matches to watch online. I mean, yeah, watch some of the you know, gold medal matches. Yeah. Well, any, any particular game do you froth on or do you enjoy it sticks probably not the best example i don't watch too much unless i'm you know there in person unless you're watching australia i guess usa in brisbane (laughs) oh i've watched that on tv a couple times i'm not gonna lie Uh, i did uh i was a bit disappointed when they showed it on australia day because no one was watching normal tv on uh, australia day that's true Uh, i mean you can always do what your brother does and post it thousand times on instagram (laughs) he scores one great goal and freaking all in his stories. He's got blokes like you reposting it, so that's the problem. It was a good goal, and I'll encourage. I'll give credit where credit's due. 
Uh, Jimmy, any particular games that stood in your mind? That oh, you I'm like? just checking, trying to watch all the all the as many of the European games as possible. Look at the big tournaments at the moment. The the games evolving all the time um, with the new rules, the new interpretations of the rules, the new ways that that players come up with to to adapt to those rules. I think you've got to be watching current water polo as much as possible. It's great to watch some some of the old classic games, but trying to watch current water polo as much as possible um, and yeah. I think that's where a huge benefit of going overseas and playing in the Spanish league where you've got some of the top players in the world playing then to have access to that week on week off your game will just grow exponentially um, because you've got access to not just the players but the referees and the the way that the game's being interpreted so I think we can we can probably post a few links on online to to where to watch those games but for me, it's watching current games as much as possible. Well, I'm going to go totally opposite. I'm going to go with the classics. Um, my favourite games ever it's that I froth on. Right, that's all he talks about. Actually, that was actually number one. Uh, 92 uh, Barcelona Grand Final, uh, Spain versus Italy. Is number two the same game? You've just spelled differently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that was Italy, Spain, not Spain, Italy. <laughs> see all you done there. I see all you done there. Make one mistake and just, you know, have a go, all right? Just these blokes, they come on a show and it's just all powder and marinade. Hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, number two is both semi finals from 2000 Olympics. Uh, Russia yeah. against. Uh, who did Russia no, play? Because Russia uh, Hungary played play Serbia. In the final. And then Spain. Was it Russia? Spain, Russia? Because that's, Spain, the, one, Russia, that's yeah. the one that went to like ridiculous. That's right, that time. game. And then Hungary, Serbia semi final. And then my last one for a classic is 2004 Olympic Grand Final against uh, Serbia and Hungary, which was, I think, Hungarian second gold medal. Yep. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, because they won 2000, yeah. 2004, 2008. Um, but don't want to, you know, spoiler alert, but Hungary makes a bit of a comeback. Um, it was uh, pretty sick. You've ruined, you've ruined it. I know. Um, all right. And this question, I think, would be good for you, Lockie. Uh, why do Americans play in 25 meter course should ncaa go to 30 meters what do you think mate you play there uh well they they used to be in 30 meters um i can't remember why they i think it had to do with you know uh like pool access i think that was one of the big things that they changed it for because they have different shot clock rules as well like the women play with a 35 second shot clock you know they've 35 you say yeah oh wow um and and yeah, could, because obviously you know, with men and women playing in the twenty five meters, um, I, I can't remember the specific reason, but I'm I'm pretty sure when Joel Denley uh, was there, um, his his first couple years they were playing thirty, okay, and then they changed it. Um, personally, I did I didn't don't like twenty five meters because it takes away a lot of my swimming game and counter attack, yeah. um, but you know it's it's something that. You have to, you know, adapt and to and try and, you know, work around them because you know the best players, you know, they don't let stuff like that worry about yeah. them and yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely you know a different a different style game there. You know, yeah. they've they've got a lot more timeouts. They have I think it's uh, three three or four regular timeouts and then they have a thirty second timeout. Oh, wow. Um, you know, and it, and it, and it, I think that's you know, a kind of American sports, you know, 
uh, style. You know, you got football where it's very start stop and yeah, know, they like that. You know, impact and even even like basketball. You know, they're going up and down, but you know, how many free throws are there? Yeah, where where they just stop. So I, I think that's just you know their style and and, and yeah, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Jimmy, what's your opinion on a 25-metre competition? I'd love to see that change to 25. Um, oh, a couple of reasons. Fan? One, makes it more accessible. There are more pools that you can play yeah. uh, a higher level of water polo in. Right? Two, there's more water polo. Right? Uh, I, I know obviously that does impact the, the counter-attack and that part of that element to it, but there's more... More water pilot. There's more yeah. play. There's more goals in play. There's more, more becomes more skillful. Um, yeah. I'd be fine to drop a player. Less play fatigue. Yeah, it depends. If it, it, I wouldn't want it to see it to turned into a straight wrestle because then yeah. there's a increased fatigue, and I don't think that, that wrestle all across the foot, all across the field is a is a great look. Um, but I like that the, when the ball's in play more. I like when that's uh, you've got two teams attacking six on six and and to see um, see water polo played and. I think you might remember this game. We were playing against um, Freo. Yeah. Game got moved from Dorney, 30-metre pool, yep. to 25-metre um, pool up on the, the North Shore. Oh, I remember that thought, game. Yeah, we thought, this is great. This takes out uh, Freo's counter-attack. It was, yeah. a t- it was a time when they had a phenomenally quick team. Last time we'd played them, they'd just burnt them on counter- burn us on counter-attack the whole game. We thought, great, this is going to play into our strength. This will be great. They absolutely smoked us. Seventeen two or something. Yeah, I think Jamie Beadsworth scored about twelve goals from centre forward. Yeah, uh, like if Marin wasn't hiding down in the wing defending, <laughs> yeah, right, we could have like stopped him. <laughs> Mate, we just couldn't get near Jamie's yeah. arm. I think I was on He'd three on that point. Oh, we just we just didn't even come close to them. Well, what happened in the semi-final, Jimmy? Hey, 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 it's a long season. Hey, it's probably the only time we beat him. Um, the, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck with this question because traditionalists, you play Olympics in 30, so you should play in 30. But then to all your points, Jimmy, I, I agree, like it makes it more water polo, more accessible. And then I actually do like, I don't know, like I, I don't mind extra stoppages so you see more water polo, you see more extra man, you see more ball mm. skills and stuff. So, I, um, But then fatigue also opens it up, right? So you see more counter-attacks, you see the flow, and yeah, you see the toughness yeah. as well. So I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit stuck on this one. I, um, I don't know what my opinion is on this one. It's, yeah. it's a hard one. Um, it's, it's, it changes the game mm. a lot. Um, you know, I, I remember I played... Because I'd all, you know, I hadn't played 25 metres since I was, you know, 14 or something. So, yeah. you know, we are, it, it, and I remember I was with the national team and I think we were training against Russia in a training game. And I went up on counter-attack, I'm doing backstroke, looking for the ball, and then all of a sudden I swam into the goals. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, well, it was, it was they snuck up on me. Yeah, kind of similar when, um, for a while, National League, that they increased the time of each quarter. So I think we ended up getting up to 10-minute quarters, right? Is that Erkin? Yeah, but then when we came back to seven, yeah, it was too quick. Yeah, because you yeah. thought you had like you'd almost have another three quarters of a game to play, and, and the game would be over before you'd kind of get into it. So, and it both were good, right? Like, I mean, yeah. long quarters were good because you had a fatigue, and also yeah. like you could be getting smoked. I remember we yeah. were losing, I think seven zero, 
like yeah. half time, and then the game because the game was so long, we ended up winning. And it was a massive comeback, and you've seen a lot more comebacks this season yeah. than you know. Sometimes you have a bad start, and game is over in the first quarter, basically. But um, but then again, I like that as well because then you have to be on. They can't just cruise, and yeah. you know. So twenty five meter small ball, yeah. Ninety five World Juniors. So this was ninety five World Juniors was. The Hungarians won it, and that was the team that went on to to win three Olympic gold medals. Could you imagine playing against those guys with a small ball? Yeah, it'd be ridiculous. Like they ended up winning the final. I think it was ten two or something ridiculous like that. Because just phenomenal ball skills, phenomenal awareness of water polo, and these guys that went on to become heroes of our game, playing with these little balls. Here's one for you. What about if you had twenty five meter pool, small balls? Yep. But it's like soccer sub- subs. So once you're off, you're off. You can't. You can't. So like, or have less subs. I, I actually think it'd be interesting to see if you once you're off, you're off. Like that, so you can't use the same play. How would that change it? You know, obviously it, it'd be much it'd tougher for a coach. For an, it'd make for an ugly fourth quarter. Yeah, well, I think coaches. It'd be probably really a coaching. But could you imagine how slow it would end up getting? We well, can still got the yeah. same subs, or maybe have more subs, but just you just when you're off, you're off. You can't use that player. So the bench has four hundred players on. <laughs> you just keep subbing through. <laughs> but like, imagine, like you know, if a top player is just not playing that well, like do you keep him and he keeps getting tired, and then I don't know, just putting it out there, you know, listeners, what tell us what you think, what rules would you tweak, you know? I I, I think it'd be you know good to add in a few different you know rules like they they added in beach water polo, and that seems to be. You know, going well. So, I mean, there's plenty of things that you know they can, they can try and tweak and see if they work. And yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, they don't have to change nationally. You can have a tournament on a weekend and just say, all right, these are the rules we're playing this yeah. week, and it's you know we're playing we're playing 25 meters. You don't have to change anything else. That's 25 meters, or or you add in more time. You know, you play like American style. You add in yep. more timeouts. And yeah. You, know, you it, see what it's like. In uh, surf life saving, one of the things I love about surf life saving, when you show up to Ironman, you don't know what order you're racing. So you don't know if it's going to be swim, ski, and board, which is amazing because yeah. everyone had their strengths, everyone had their, you know, yeah, preferred you orders. Shot, yeah. yeah, but it changes. You get, And uh, yeah. I can't remember if it was just on a day or it could be even from semis to the finals. It'll just draw out of the hat. But to your point, like, imagine if they did that, like, you show up to the game and it could be totally different rules. It could be a smaller pool or, you know, you can score double points from seven metres and you just have to adapt on um, on a spot. Double points for a seven metre, I reckon that's – I don't mind that for a rule. The, the, the three-pointer or the double-pointer? Double-pointer. Double pointer. <laughs> they used to have that in, in college. They used to have the double goal, I think. I can't remember. How I think when they changed the rules originally, FINA – Seven meters was a double pointer early on, but then everyone was pinging them, so it was too easy. If you bring a rule back, what would you bring back? Oh, well, I say, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> well, I got two, yeah. Uh, one of them is a two, one of them is a two meter, yeah. uh, definitely. Uh, and two hand blocking, I used to love it. Two hand blocking, <laughs> yeah, sucker for both of us. Uh, what about you, Lucky? Would you uh, any rule you would like to uh, change? Oh, I'm pretty happy with the rules right now, yeah. I'd, I'd like to be able to talk back to refs more. <laughs> Maybe that could be yeah, a rule. Captain's you're challenge. La- Captain's challenge. You're la- or or yep. you're allowed to spray. Like you can say whatever you want to referee, 
and it could be as filthy, but you're only allowed to do it once in the season. So just got to use it wisely. Oh, no, man, they, gotta, you know, they have a hard job for us. You know, it, there's a lot of stuff that they can't see. Yeah, but I would get so frustrated as a centre forward with like, – because there's not many referees that know exactly what is going on in yeah. centre forward. And you see some calls and you're just like, I don't know how they made that up. And I think there's such a bias as well. You obviously got referees that are more defensive oriented, so the reward centre backs. Yep. And you also got other way around the, the referees that love the centre forwards and the reward, you know. So it's 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 a it like I mean, look, I, I like to give it to referees, but it's a freaking hard job. Yeah, it, yeah it's. I I've ref games before. I yeah. I, I ref a like a practice game. Um, I was coaching at Trinity and I ref a practice game, and I was refing. You know, and the the other ref was just a you know a coach and you know probably didn't have much experience. So I was trying to help him over the other side yeah. and call his stuff, and then all of a sudden, one of the players smacks one <laughs> someone else. So I like I like I I do you know I don't envy refs. They have a very hard job, um, you know. But you know, me as a player, I'd, I'd like to yeah <laughs> you know at, at at least just you know to be able to have that conversation. Um, not necessarily in the game, but you know, uh, in, say they say they made the quarter breaks a bit longer, and you can, you know, try and say something, you know, just just to just to just you know get that point in. But you know, it's it's hard. It's hard. Let's get clarification on the table. Sort yeah. of what what was I doing wrong there? Like I thought I had good position. I thought the centre back was here. I got the ball here. I let go. I did everything right. Then it's suddenly a turnover when I would have thought that that could have been a penalty. I was going, oh, yeah, sort of I think. And I'm not sure if this has been passed on, on traditions, which I don't think he has, because you look at European referees and they get sprayed all the time. Like the referees, in my opinion, have to be more approachable. And yeah, there's the emotional part of it. When like, but not all players are asking you a question to be a smart ass to attack. They generally yeah. just want to know. And I reckon where referees get in trouble is just when they're so inconsistent. Like when they yeah. one week they don't blow the whistle, the other week they blow a whistle too much. So it's like mm-hmm. Pick one. Doesn't I don't think anything's wrong, but just pick one. If you don't want to blow a whistle, that's cool. Who's the whistleblower? Who is oh, so the whistleblower? Interestingly yeah. enough, on, on that show a couple of weeks ago, that we asked about that. We asked about how, why at the start of a tournament, at the start of a, a game, things might be refereed one way and then the interpretation changes by the end of the tournament. Or yeah. Sometimes it feels like it's in the same game. And they said often the technical committee at major tournaments will clarify rules throughout the tournament. Yeah, okay. Right? So you might be doing something in game one. Okay, I'm getting pinged for that. Okay, cool. I'll adjust my game according to it. And then they'll make changes on the fly. Hopefully not during a game, but during the tournament they will adapt and change the interpretations of of rules. It, I mean... That makes it difficult. Yeah, it does. As, as long as, you know... The players and the coaches and stuff are getting told all that stuff. Yeah. You know, but you can't do much else. On that yeah. though, I agree with you. Like if you're going to be changing, or not changing, but trying to um, bring things up on referees, one of my pet peeves with referees are when they jump in your changing room or whatever to tell a manager and say, "Oh, we're going to be really technical tonight or today." Well, what does it mean? Yeah. What does technical mean? Like. Be yeah, more specific. You should, you should refer to the rules all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, okay, we're going to be calling more ejections on centre back. Yeah. If there's any, if it's a bad pass, you know, like just be more specific. What you mean by 
yeah. inverted commas, yeah. technical. Like, what does it even mean? Yeah. Referee to the rules. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, I mean, look, again, to flip now on referees, it's like FINA has changed the rules. And to be honest, like I know the rules have been changed recently. I wouldn't – I can't tell the difference. Like – the difference of if you foul outside halfway, you get a kick out. If you kill a counter, like it's, I still, I can watch the game from last year to three years ago and it looks the same. Like I can't tell the difference of referees. Oh uh, yeah, I mean everyone's, you know, has their habits. It's mm. you know that's hard to change, but you know, uh, yeah, it you know it is what it is. Um, but it is it is hard to try and you know adapt to. The rules as they change, um, but you know, Finn's, I think Finn is just trying to, you know, make the game you know safer and for everyone, and and you know, try and you know get more interest in in the sport. Um, I, I don't think you necessarily need to change Finn rules too much, but mm. you know, if if there's more you know mini tournaments and you know where you want to change the rule, and you know, you see how it goes, you see how it goes in that, um, but yeah. It, there should be a captain's challenge or coach's challenge. You should be allowed to call one, challenge one call, go to the video. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the video. Um, especially, I mean, your game against Hungary, there would have been a great time to call that. When do you call it? I'd just call it when the other team had a counter-attack. No, you can only, ch- like if it was a goal or you think you kick out. Oh, sorry, uh, okay, so to yeah. kill a counter-attack. Yeah, but it should have been a kick out. Yeah. What's, what's what's the rule in our NBA now? They have to have you know if they they get one a game and then if it's wrong then they lose a timeout. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of punishment. Bad. Yeah, there's, but you know just you know little stuff like that can you know make well, and, it, and it makes it easier for the referees as well. Yeah, if totally. They, if they if they, oh. they have that, they don't have you know obviously totally they the have, pressure. I mean they that pressure, but yeah. Again, your game against Hungary and World Champs, I think it's a classic thing that. It was such a high-pressure game, huge game, mm. and I think everyone agrees that Joe's thing should have been a penalty, mm. but referees freaked out like that. They, they were in the moment, and you know they think that that's where it would have been unreal. And what's yeah, the soccer? Soccer's got a rule as well. Like you can call a foul. You can challenge as well. Referee, they got to call screens. Yeah, not sure. Yeah. Anyway, that was a good chat, boys. It's, uh, hard, it's hard to say where to draw the line with it, though. Mm. You know, when, like, if you only have one, what are you going to use it for? You know? Yeah. It's, uh, I guess that's the beauty of it, you know, and that's what I love. I love in rugby league where a player will come up, complain to the referee, which is a terrible look when they're right in the referee's yeah. face, and all the re- referee goes, well, you can challenge it. Yeah. And then it's how quickly they shut up after that. Yeah. Which is, I mean... So maybe, yeah, as you said, you, you said, like, you like, make the referee's job much easier. And it's like, it would stop a lot of bickering to referees and blow-ups, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's, that's why they have goal judges, to make yeah. you know, the referee's job a bit easier. If if, if there was, you know, that's I, 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 I know it's hard to, you know, add add more referees in, but, it, you know, if there's a video ref, if there's, you mm. know, if, there, if there's just someone, you know, watching and, I don't know if you'd add in more refs, but you know, no. I, I I don't know what to you know. It's, it's I'm I'm glad it's not my job to try and figure that out. I just have to, I just have to play the sport. I just um, get in there and keep throwing the ball in the back of the net. Tell you what, the rule they were like, you know, an AFL. If you missed uh, the goal, you get Just like a one point. point. If you hit yeah. the bar, you get a half a point. Gee, I'll be a, a high goal scorer then. Like if you just if 
you had up all the times that uh, you hit the wood. Next year will be saying if you miss the whole cage, you get it. You just, get half a mate, it's your sport, Victorian sport. It's the worst rule. It's like, hey, look, you tried. You didn't get there, but we'll just give you a we'll point. Give you a point. You know. Yeah. Well, hang on, if, you hit, if you hit the post, the middle post, you get a point. You know. Yeah, it's like, look, it's, it's close enough. Just not close there, enough. but let's yeah. just give you a point. Just <laughs> the worst rule. Anyway. Um, anyway. Good. Anything else, boys? Mate, that's all I got. Anything else you want to add? I'm stoked, mate. Uh, fly safe tomorrow, and um, yeah, we'll keep an uh, eye on you and uh, see your success. Stay in touch I might, with us. I might cough on the plane and see what uh, people's reactions are. That's it. Yeah. Have you got a Have you got a mask? Yeah, have you got yeah, a Delfina? I, I got hooked up by uh, Delfina. Delfina, so um, I did. Uh, I did ask for a plane. Plain coloured one, and he gave me the uh, yellow smiley face oh, one just to uh, stitch me up. Yeah. But uh, yeah. second hand too, probably. He used it for the press shots. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the sexy yeah. eyes. Um, thanks, boys. Thank, Thank you. you.